Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor J.D. will spend some time today on the impending elections in Israel, the controversy surrounding their current prime minister, and the current political uproar in the United States. The chaos in the world may seem out of control, but one thing remains certain. God is not surprised. He knows exactly what's going on, and the future is still under His control. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on March 3rd, 2019. Now, I'm going to get specific to Israel and the upcoming elections, which are going to be on April 9th. And I focus on Israel for a couple of reasons, chief of which is we know that Israel is God's prophetic clock. You want to know what time it is in terms of Bible prophecy, you need look no further than to Israel, specifically Jerusalem. Now, the elections are going to be in Israel on April 9th. They're going to elect a new prime minister, and the jury is still out on whether or not Benjamin Netanyahu will be the new prime minister again. Now, after the elections, whatever the outcome, the Trump administration has stated that they will unveil the long-anticipated deal of the century. They don't want to do it before. It's been two years in the making. (laughs) You'll forgive me for saying it this way, but everyone but five people, according to sources, are in the dark as to what this ultimate deal or deal of the century, as it's been dubbed, contains. We know it's about 200 pages in length, and the Trump administration via Jared Kushner is waiting until after the elections to unveil this deal of the century. Now, this is coming up in less than 40 days, but 40 days before the Israeli elections, the breaking news on Thursday, the 28th, was that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu had been indicted. Did you hear about this? On Friday, the Jerusalem Post published an article about how Thursday... February 28th, 2019, will be remembered as a historic day for Israel. I will add a prophetic day as well. A sitting prime minister has been informed, pending a hearing, that he will be indicted. Thursday will be remembered as a sad day, not just for the people who support Benjamin Netanyahu 
and believe he is innocent and the victim of political persecution, but also for those opposed to Netanyahu and the policies he has led for the last 10 years as Israel's powerful prime minister. According to another Jerusalem Post report, it seems that Netanyahu is not only unfazed by this indictment, but is vowing that he will be the prime minister for years. He gave a political speech from the prime minister's residence in Jerusalem, focusing on the timing of the charges and arguing that they are meant to bring down the right, repeatedly using the phrase, and I quote, witch hunt. Hang on to that for a moment. Netanyahu said that he has, quote, the strength to stand up to this witch hunt. Thanks to his family, his knowledge that the accusations are baseless, and support from Israelis. I plan to continue serving you as prime minister for many more years, but it's up to you, not the bureaucrats or the commentators and reporters. Don't let the witch hunt confuse you, Netanyahu concluded. Does this sound eerily similar to what's happening here in the United States of America? It should, especially given that there seems to be another witch hunt, which according to a Fox News op-ed written by David Bossie is coming vis-a-vis former Trump attorney Michael Cohen testifying before Congress. Did you watch the test? You did? (laughs) Okay, so did I. (laughs) It was painful, but I'm just thinking to myself, are you, anyway, I'm not going to do that again. That's what I mean. Scott, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Really? I did turn it off though, I will uh, say. But it took me a while to turn it off, so there I confess. (laughs) Listen to what Bossy writes. He says, The hearing held Wednesday was part of an investigation of the president being led by resistance leader Elijah Cummings. The investigation is a complete fraud. What credible investigation would start by receiving testimony from a convicted liar who is on the eve of going to prison for lying. He goes on, if the Democratic majority that rules the House cared about the truth, Michael Cohen would not be their star witness. But Cummings is doing exactly what the left's biggest donors want him to do. He's trying to impeach a duly elected president of the United States at any cost. Even though there is absolutely no factual basis for the impeachment, Cummings said that his committee will not tolerate lying. (laughs) I submit that the very act of inviting a convicted liar to testify is just that. What's really going on here? Come on, let's be discerning, shall we?
You know, God's given us an intellect, a brain, a discernment to be able to know the truth. You know, it's interesting. You know how they train bank tellers to spot counterfeit currency? I mean, they have new technology, but still they'll have the tellers count, feel, smell, touch, get familiar with the genuine currency. And then when they're really familiar with genuine currency, they'll slip in a counterfeit. And when they get to that counterfeit bill, they something doesn't feel quite right. Something doesn't seem quite right. Something doesn't smell quite right here. And so too is this true when it comes to the Word of God. We should be so familiar with the Word of God and the God of the Word that whenever we see something happening, we can discern it. Discern the times, understand the times, and know, like the men of Issachar, who discerned, understood the times that Israel was in and knew what to do about it. This is what I mean by the light of God's Word. It lights our path so we know the way to go. This is the way, walk ye in it. I want to ask this question, and I just would propose it as a question that perhaps you have thought about and asked yourself. And the question is this. Why is there a movement afoot to remove the prime minister of Israel and the president of the United States at the same time? Listen, I let me hasten to say that our battle is not against others. It's not Republican against Democrat, right against left, liberal against conservative. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We are at war with these principalities and these powers of darkness in the spiritual realm. That's what's happening here. And again, I need to emphasize this, that Please know, God isn't in heaven going, what? <laughs> right? Can you imagine? He testified, he, he, what? Did, they indicted, what? When did this happen? No. I love Isaiah in the year that King Uzziah died, and it was really unsettling for Israel because he was a good king. And Isaiah's kind of you know, freaking out a little bit. That's kind of a, a, maybe a weird way to say it. But he says, I looked up and I saw that God was seated on the throne. He wasn't pacing back and forth going, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Everything that is happening is going perfectly according to what God said would happen. And when you shed the light of God's Word on it, you'll see that. You know how it is when you enter a room and you turn on the light and you can see in that room. All you need to do is just turn on the light and you can see. 
Well, I am of the belief that this effort, which is gaining some traction, as it concerns America and Israel, America who supports Israel, is exactly what needs to happen. Don't misunderstand me. This must come to pass that the end might come. And it's a marker for us. And here's why. God's Word says that we can know what will happen before it happens, so that when it happens, we will believe. In fact, John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 29. Let me just real quickly set the stage. So Jesus has just informed the disciples that he's going to be crucified. He's going to leave. He will send the Holy Spirit as the comforter, and uh, but that he will come back again. He's trying to ready them and steady them for that which is lying ahead of them. And it's going to be very unsettling. And we know from the Gospels that other than basically John, uh, the disciples basically denied and abandoned the Lord when he was crucified. And they just couldn't wrap their mind around the enormity and the intensity of that which the Lord had just told them. You see the parallel here, right? So Jesus wants to kind of ready them and steady them for what is about to happen. And he says to them, I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. In the chapter before it in John's gospel, he says, so that you will believe I am the great I am. In other words, when I'm going to tell you now before it happens, so that when you see it happen, you're going to go, wow, he told us this was going to happen. And exactly like this, he said, this is exactly what's going to happen. And it happened, or it's beginning to happen. It must be true. (laughs) You think? This is what I believe the Spirit would say to those who have an ear to hear in the church today. This is the clarion call. I've told you. In my word, I have lit up the path your way so that you can see as you navigate through the darkness that lies ahead. And it's going to get dark. But we have the light and we have been shown the light. And we know because we can see. We were told in Luke's gospel, chapter 21, verse 28, one of my favorite verses in all the Bible, along with all the other favorite verses that I have in all the Bible, but this one in particular, Jesus says this, now when these things begin, keyword to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near Be ready, be steady. I told you what was going to happen before it happens, and now you're beginning to see it happen. Look what's happening to America. Look what's happening to and in and against Israel. Look what's happening in the world today. I told you these things were going to happen. Now they are beginning to happen. 
And maybe I can say it this way. God's Word tells us that everything happening now is exactly what we're told will happen for this purpose, twofold. So non-believers will believe, and believers will look up. That's why. That's why. And that's why we do these weekly prophecy updates, right? Every week we talk about Bible prophecy because of the effect that Bible prophecy has on our lives in readying us and steadying us as we connect the dots with what we're told in God's Word will happen, with what is happening, present tense. It's also why we share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. And by the way, the gospel includes, as we're going to see in the communion today, it includes the good news that Jesus is coming back. That's the hope. That's the blessed hope that we have. Yes, this world is passing away and all of the things in it, but... The good news is that Jesus is coming back. The gospel is is that Jesus came the first time, was crucified, died, paid for our sins in full on the cross with the shedding of His blood, without which the Bible says there is no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. He was buried. He stayed in the grave three days, and he rose again on the third day, and he's coming back again one day. That's the gospel in a nutshell. Very simply explained, as is the ABCs of salvation, a simple explanation of how to be saved. And that's why we do that as well at the end of every prophecy update. If you'll just bear with me for a moment, I want to mention by way of the response that we got to what I mentioned last week, which was that a brother in the church had made up these ABC of Salvation cards, and they were available for you to take, which you did. (laughs) You guys at first service, you barely left any for the people at second service, but anyway, I'll let you take that up with them. So today we have these uh, bookmarks of the ABCs of Salvation. And by the way, they're also on the back of your bulletins. They're something you can hand out and use as a tool to equip you to share your faith, to share the gospel. Now, we had so many people, particularly from our online church, ask if they could purchase these cards. And I just want you to know that for $49.95, you know... (laughs) I'm sorry. That was pretty bad, wasn't it? That's okay. You guys know my weird sense of humor. So listen, for those of you online, we don't even receive an offering. We have boxes in the back, so I hope you understand that we're not about that. No, there's no charge. But here's what we need you to do. There's an email address, office at calvarychapelcuniohe.com. Go to our contact page on our website, and you can find this email address. Send us your 
file of these cards. We've had a lot of people make up bookmarks and cards and pamphlets and booklets and tracks and everything in between. So we want to make those available to everybody. So if you'll email the file to us, we'll have it uploaded on our website and then you can download it. Which, by the way, we also have on our resources tab under ABCs of Salvation several, I want to say probably about 25 different languages that you have translated the ABCs of salvation into, and they're available as a PDF file for download on our website. Now, we do this again for a couple of reasons, chief of which is that I make no assumptions. (laughs) You may be here in this church, in this service, or watching online, and you have never called upon the name of the Lord. And I want to give you an opportunity and a very simple explanation of how to be saved. And this is how, ABC simple. The A is for admit that you're a sinner or acknowledge your sin and your need for the Savior. Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says that all, every single one of us, have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For you are saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. It is a gift freely given, but it cost him everything to purchase it, to give to us. That's the A. Here's the B. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C, lastly, is for confess with your mouth or call upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans ten thirteen, it says all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. For me, that was over 37 years ago when I called upon the name of the Lord and God heard my call. And I confess with my mouth and I never look back. And maybe today is the day of your salvation. I pray it is. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. 
The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his love.